Peace fam and welcome to the third episode of Awaken Your Conscious Self podcast presented by Conscious I'm your host Tyler Anuranita and I'm so happy to be back and doing the third episode finally. Um, it's been about a week or so. No, <laughs> girl, stop. It's been like two weeks um, since I've uploaded the first two episodes of the podcast. And I am really excited. A lot of you guys did give feedback and you like it. And so I'm really grateful to just keep everything going. And so as promised, last episode, we ended with seeing what intuition has to say about the next topic for the third episode and that came up to be talking about living foods i am currently on a living foods journey a raw food journey and food has been um food has been very interesting it's been an interesting journey um when it comes to food just all my life and so I want to talk about everything, why I am eating living foods and why you should too. And then we're going to also get into a bunch of conspiracies, right? Because what else is there to talk about when we're talking about foods but conspiracies? So let's go ahead and get started. I want to talk about the world first. Let's start with the external <laughs> because... If it wasn't for the way things are externally, I, besides the animal cruelty part, I don't think a lot of us would consider, you know, eating meat and fish and all these different things a bad thing because our ancestors have been doing it for years, have been thriving off those foods, right? But what we have to consider is that we're not our past ancestors. So they may have been okay with eating the chicken that has been, that was being produced by the corporations, the fish that were being produced by the corporations. And it may not have affected them as much because the things that they allow in the food today were not the same things that they allowed in food yesterday, right? So we have to consider why they were probably thriving or why they were able to thrive. And then things start to get a little tricky once it starts to come to like our actual grandparents. So, you know, maybe our great grandparents and things like that, they didn't really have this problem. But if we're talking about our grandparents, I do believe that that is when things started to shift within that generation. And I say this because, you know, we've, most of us have grown up and, you know, we've known some of our grandparents and things like that to eat a particular way, right? Eat in the culture, how our culture eats. And they ended up having particular problems, cancer, hypertension, um, just a number of diseases. And they were all damn near related to the food, right? So here we are in 2023 and the food is even more trash. Like how did it get even more trash? And we're going to talk about that. The government is literally poisoning us. They have 
been poisoning us slowly for a very long time. And they've been doing that through the food, through the advertisement, the marketing of the cigarettes, the liquor, the beer, all these things that have a negative impact on our bodies. And they're so good at it because they know the human brain cannot control itself in certain conditions. And so they have just literally slammed every single thing in our faces since I'd say the 80s and 90s. It was really super heavy um, then because that's when I started using athletes and you know, famous people to really drive their message. And once they started doing that, there has there was an influx in people just, you know, having these unhealthy habits when it comes to food. And so mind you, whatever our parents, our grandparents know, things like that, that stuff gets passed down to us. So here so here we are in 2023 with particular habits that were passed down to us and a lot of it is due to cultural things a lot of it is due to marketing from these ridiculous companies and the other half of it is just really not having the proper education that you know social media has given to us lately and yes yeah, social media has given us education because there are people on social media that use it for educating the masses and so a lot of us are able to get the information that we have not been able to get before so i know for sure that now the only reason why i push so much for living foods for everyone is because the companies are I don't even believe they're slowly killing us anymore. I believe that they're quickly killing us. The amount of chemicals that are in a Chick-fil-A sandwich is ridiculous. It's like 50 something plus. The amount of chemicals that is in a Popeye's chicken sandwich in their meal in general is like 60 something. And you guys can look this up. It is ridiculous. There's literally no living thing in these burgers and what a lot of people don't understand is when we're eating all of these chemicals we are consistently giving our body something that it cannot break down so what does it do it comes into the body it sits it ferments it does whatever it does and it sits there for days because chicken that's not fiber burger beef all that stuff that is not fiber What's fiber is your vegetables, right? Your leafy greens, your fruits, but that is natural fiber. Um, chicken and all that, beef, all that stuff is not fiber. So imagine that sitting in your body, doing whatever it's doing. And while it's doing that, it is talking to your cells. It's talking to your inner being and telling it negative things, right? Because that food is not intelligent, it's dead. It has no intelligence whatsoever. So it is literally feeding our bodies death. And so that is why people are now getting so much sicker. It's because they're literally eating death. Like, 
And what's so interesting is that people will eat death and then they will try to put lettuce on it and a tomato. Like that's going to help. And I used to do it too. I used to do it too. It doesn't help. It does not help. <laughs> All right. So we have to get out of, you know, just relying on the corporations to feed us. And I also want you guys, okay, let me say this first. I am not a scientist, okay? I am just someone that listened to her body, that took in the information of the internet of YouTube U University, right? And I have just, you know, I've read some books, but not enough to be an expert or anything like that. So please understand that this is coming from an observation right? This is also coming from experience, right? This is just what I'm observing in the world. And this is from based on my personal experience. Let's think about this for a second. Do you honestly believe that there are enough chickens being born and hatched every single day, enough fish consistently reproducing every single day to feed the entire world all day, every day? Like that don't, that doesn't sound right to me. It's kind of like the math isn't mathing. Like we cannot rush nature. So where is the meat coming from? That's what I want to know. <laughs> like, where is the meat coming from? Is it only coming from the chickens and the, and, the, and, the, and the fishies? I don't know. I mean, people, you know, people pass away every single day. You know, I don't want to sit here and say that, you know, <laughs> I don't want to sit here and say that, you know, like there was a rumor surfacing a few years ago that McDonald's was using humans. That's human meat. McDonald's meat, that, that's not beef. I don't care what nobody say. That ain't beef. That's something else. That's someone else. So there are a lot of conspiracies about, you know, how they are able to feed the world. And I I, have, I want answers as well. Um, I just wanna leave you guys with that thought for a second, you know, go ahead and, and pause the podcast if you need to, but just think about it. Like, how are they able to feed the entire world this fast every single day? And nature doesn't work that fast. So that's something that, you know, we should definitely be thinking about now. Let's get away from, you know, all of the the conspiracies really quickly. And I want to tell you guys about my journey when it comes to food and how it all started and why I believe that we all should consume whole foods, um, whether that be raw or cooked, um, or where we should be growing our own food and, you know, hatching our own food if you know if that's your cup of tea maybe even butchering your own food if that's your cup of tea but my thing um i'm not so much against meat like me personally if i'm not going to chop the chicken's head off myself and clean it de take off all the you know fur and feathers and all that and eat it then i'm not going to eat it i don't physically see myself harming an animal to eat it and so that's one of the reasons why I am no longer you know a meat eater 
But let me talk about my journey for a little bit. When I was younger, I used to, I always kind of had an inkling about pharmaceuticals. I talked about this a little bit, but it really started with pharmaceuticals because people used to always be like, oh, you know, you can take this and you can take that and you're going to feel better. But the thing was, I never felt better. I always felt like crap after I have taken an ibuprofen or, you know, something of that nature. I never felt better. And I started experiencing my first panic attacks when I was 17 years old. And, you know, instead of at the time knowing like, okay, I need to work on my nervous system and I need to feed my body with the proper foods that will, you know, go ahead and put it in a homeostasis state so that, you know, I can go ahead and reverse these panic attacks and things like that. But I didn't have that knowledge, so I didn't do that. Instead, I kept feeding the imbalances of the panic attacks and you know all these different things with food and then we all know what's in the food right so i'm feeding my body a chemical that offsets the natural chemicals within my body so you can tell or you you know that there's this imbalance going on when you're not feeding your body intelligent food so that i can speak to it properly to give it the proper messages to begin to heal itself. And so when I, you know, was growing up and things like that, I had a lot of imbalances and I used to also smoke, I used to drink, you know, I never used to get proper sleep. I barely drunk water, barely drunk, I mean, barely ate fruits, things like that. So I didn't really have a proper balance between things. So as someone that has experienced feeding their body trash for more than a decade, I can definitely assure you that a lot of the issues that I had came from the foods and the um, substances and things like that that I was consuming. So now that I am I'm growing up and I'm realizing, okay, it's not, I stopped drinking and smoking and I'm realizing when I did that, things still were off. And so now I'm coming to a point where it's like, okay, now I have to change my food. So in 2018, I started transitioning from, you know, eating regular foods to um, pescatarian, vegetarian, vegan, um, and all of that. So I did literally every single step, right? So I've been on every single step of, you know, trying to decondition yourself from these unhealthy disease forming habits. And when I begin to do that, I didn't realize that it wasn't just about the foods. It was also about the habits that we have created. I just think that they pushed, you know, food and all these unhealthy things. And then, you know, maybe, you know, we're in a family that don't really, you know, have a balance of a good hearty meals. And so all of these things are being carried within us and we're making decisions that go against where our body actually needs. And so even though I was transitioning and doing all these things, when I went plant-based, when I finally got there in 2020, I still was eating nothing but processed foods. Impossible burgers, soy, you know, soy milk. Um, and, and I wasn't a consistent vegan. So there were times where, you know, here and there I might have had some shrimp 
or you know i might have gone to a restaurant or something like that and maybe um ordered some pasta and didn't really care what milk or something that they used in it until you know i just started to get a little bit better about making better decisions but i still had bad habits surrounding foods so once I began to recognize the fact that I had these bad habits, so it's not just the fact that, girl, you can't just stop eating meat and fish and think that, you know, everything's going to magically change. There has to be a balance. So I still wasn't eating fruits like that. I still was barely eating my vegetables. And it's very interesting because a lot of us, you know, a lot of us probably don't even have healthy habits because of the way that we grew up eating. And so once we become an adult and we're like, okay, you know what? I'm still going to eat this. If we don't see examples of better eating, then we're probably not going to make the change. We're only going to make the change if something detrimental happens. And unfortunately, well, fortunately, that was my case. Something detrimental had to happen in order for me to make an, a real change. Even though I kept saying, you know what? I need to eat more fruit. I need to eat more vegetables. I did and I did begin to, but it wasn't enough. I still had habits of maybe waking up and making me some pancakes with some potatoes or something. Things that don't really fuel the body for the day, right? And I'm not saying like, that's not something that, you know, you could have. You can have you some home fries and some potatoes, you know, whatever, um, and some pancakes, things like that. But it's literally about balance. And so when you consistently eat like that every day, all day, and then you're throwing nothing but starch and, you know, all these different carbs that unhealthy carbs and things like that, simple sugars and stuff, when you're not including a healthy balance of everything, your body is going to begin to talk to you. So I realized when I was in Costa Rica last year that I needed to make changes. So I stopped eating processed foods. And then in Costa Rica, it was super expensive anyway. So, you know, to heck with that, right? But I stopped eating processed foods. So I stopped um, buying like the box pizzas, the vegan pizzas and the vegan burgers and things like that. So instead, you know, I started to implement more fruit and I started to implement more vegetables and I started to implement more um of a healthy balance ish now it wasn't perfect because i still would wake up sometimes and i still would want to put some things in the air fryer i still wanted to eat you know pasta every day and rice every day but i began to decondition by just adding more fruits and taking out the processed foods now although i did these things i've changed my habits over the years and things like that i still was experiencing imbalances because of the processed foods and because of the habits, the fact that I wasn't eating enough fruits, enough living foods. And so I say this to say, living foods are so important because when I started to actually eat living foods and I only, um, I was forced into that because the foods that I was eating, they damaged my body so much that I had no choice, right? My stomach was fucked. And it's been about a year. I'm still trying to get my stomach together. And, you know, I was experiencing heart palpitations a lot, elevated heart rate, you know, shortness of breath. Like there were some certain things that I couldn't even do and I felt so embarrassed by it. 
And so with all of these things just consistently piling up, because what else is there, right? I don't smoke, I don't drink. So it has to be the fact that maybe there's a dis-ease within my body or, you know, the food that I'm feeding it is consistently just, is consistently just, you know, killing me slowly. And so when I decided to get my ish together because I had no choice when I went raw vegan, I saw a tremendous difference in my health. So how has it changed, right? So I don't have that elevated heart rate, you know, palpitations, things like that, that I was experiencing before. I haven't had that issue on its own since I have become raw vegan. Now my stomach is a completely different issue. That is still healing and that's gonna take time. So that does sometimes trigger certain reactions in my body if I'm not careful with the things that I'm eating. So I'm having to relearn all these different things again when it comes to food and what my body actually likes. So, you know, my, my lifestyle right now is literally 90% fruits and the other 10% is leafy greens and, and, and things like that. So I want to just talk about why it's important for you all to, you know, to start consuming whole foods and living foods, whether, you know, you're going to cook them or whether they're going to be raw. If you are, it is important to consume these foods because they are intelligent foods. Just like we have intelligent water, coconut water, very intelligent. The, you know, the fruit juice and the water from the fruits, very intelligent. These things are living. Foods are grown on the trees. Trees provide oxygen to us. Is that not a living thing? So everything that is in our fruits and in our vegetables that grows from the ground, that comes from the tree, that gets the sun as its, you know, communicator to grow and to flourish and to have everything that it is that our bodies needs to thrive, we, that is what is considered living foods. Those are the foods that you're going to want to consume. They speak to our bodies positively. They provide the information to begin to heal our bodies so that our bodies can be in a homostasis state to begin to heal itself. So when we're eating foods that are dead or that have just been, you know, killed by, and they have, you know, anger and scarcity and, and scaredness within them, all of that gets into our DNAs and it creates all these different problems. So we want to consume living foods so that our body is getting the correct messages. Now, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, cooking your food or it is raw. A lot of people do say raw is the goal for everyone, right? Because you're eating the food just like the animals do. Animals don't cook their, you know, their their cabbage and their carrots and, you know, their leafy greens, the grass. They don't cook it, they eat it and they're able to be sustained that way. And so it's said that humans can function like that as well. And there are plenty of us that are functioning out here without eating cooked food. So, you know, you don't necessarily need to cook your food. It's just 
a thing that we do because it's a part of our culture. But it is important for us to make the switch. And especially if you are a spiritual being, right? You know, you're on your spiritual journey and your eyes are just opening up to everything the world has to offer. Everything the world is showing us right in our faces. They have to tell us that they're doing these things to our food. They have to tell us that they're doing these things to even, you know, the produce that, you know, when you go into a grocery store, it literally says this has a wax on it for aesthetic purposes. In most cases, it comes off with soap and water, but in some cases it doesn't. So they literally put it right there in our faces and we have no other choice but to find ways to, you know, clean our produce. And so if they're putting that right in our face and they're putting all of the ingredients to these chicken sandwiches and these burgers all up in our faces, and we are still making the choice to go against the food that's the lesser evil. Fruits and vegetables are the lesser evil in the grocery store. But not only that, you can legit grow your own food. You can tend to your own animals, right? Obviously, 90% of us are not in the position to grow our own foods or tend to, you know, well, I won't say 90, maybe about 75% of us are not in, you know, that space to be able to raise our own chickens and goats and um you know turkeys and <laughs> and um things like that as well as grow our own foods but there are a lot of options that are available to us so let's talk about some of those options there are a lot of there are a lot of local farmers that we can all support the Amish you know they are very heavy on growing and raising their own and they don't put all of these different preservatives and things like that on their food. You can go to any type of farmer's market, local farmer's market, uh, and, you know, become best friends with one of the farmers that are there. They are going to tell you exactly how they grow their food, exactly what they use if they are a traditional farmer. Maybe they don't use the, you know, the same harsh chemicals that the United States uses even if it's overseas, right? So, you know, they may be able to provide a lesser um, evil of the, uh, um, of the, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh my goodness. Of the pesticides and things like that, that they use to grow the food. But then you have local farmers that are super organic, right? So you have choices. I know uh, three local farmers in the Philadelphia area, and I think in Delaware as well, they grow their own food. They have an actual farm where they produce foods for the community and they use organic, natural fertilizer to help keep the bugs and things like that away, to help you know the food grow to its full potential without using harmful chemicals. So there are options, right? You can even go get your chicken from the local farmer if you want to. Have them chop it up in front of you. I am, again, like I said in the beginning, I'm not against people eating meat. It's just personally not my thing. I just want people to stop supporting these companies. 
stop supporting death. The companies that are completely, they don't care about our health. They only care about a dollar. They only care about producing things on a mass um, level so that they could get the most profit, right? And then if they're producing these things on a mass level, they have to protect it, right? So if you're not buying it as fast as they're producing it, they're going to put things in it that make it look presentable, right? Chicken, salmon, the salmon that you buy, most of that salmon has food coloring. That's not a natural pink salmon. Wild caught, if you take a look at wild caught and you know, whatever other type of salmon that there is, just farm raised, because I've seen that. Completely different colors. So you guys gotta start paying attention to these things. Start reading the labels. Once you are conscious, once you are a conscious being and your vibrations are raised higher than the 3D realm, and you start to begin to operate in the 5D, right? And just physically being here in the 3D, you're going to notice so many different things. And you're just not gonna wanna be a part of what the 3D world has to offer. And food is definitely one of those things that you do not want any part in, right? So. It's time for us to begin to start growing our own food. And you know, if you want to, raising your own animals. I will have some people on the podcast that's going to be talking to us about how they are growing their own foods and um, you know, if what are they doing with their animals, right? Because a lot of um, people that, well, a lot of the people that I actually know that are plant-based, they um, they don't eat their animals. So, um, but I do want to have them on so that they can at least give the perspective of the benefits of growing your own food and how good it feels. I started a garden, y'all. I didn't do so good. So I have to go back to the drawing board. But um, I am also, you know, making sure that I am beginning to grow my own food as well. I do eat a lot of herbs and a lot of leafy greens and all that stuff is really easy to grow. Um, I can grow some winter crops and I can grow some summer crops and then I can have my all year round crops, which would be most of my herbs. Um, but when I tried, you know, this summer, I didn't really do so well at it. So I will go ahead and um, try again with an indoor garden this time. So I'm really excited about that. I'm probably gonna start doing that sometime next month or in January. But if I don't get to it then, I will definitely get to it in the spring because I will have like this amazing, just big old garden so that I can, you know, begin to grow my own foods. And I want that for you all as well. Um, I didn't touch that that deep um, on um, every single thing in this episode because we are going to have so many episodes about this. But I just wanted to give my background my perspective and just, you know, some things that you all can do to begin to at least shift your mindset when it comes to foods and the food in the industry, just to kind of spark up the conversation. Living foods are so important to the body. They are going to heal you. They're going to have you functioning at your best, right? Wake up first thing in the morning, have your fruits, begin to have your fruits. You know, stop eating all the flour and the potatoes, you know, and all these different things. 
no more Gatorades, no more artificial sweeteners. Let's begin to have a natural way of living, a high conscious eating. After this episode, I want you all to take a look at your refrigerators, take a look at your cabinets. Do you have a lot of artificial sugars? Do you have a lot of artificial sweeteners? Do you have dairy milk? Do you have dairy cheese? Do you have pork? Let's just start with pork. <laughs> Do you have pork? Do you have not enough fruits, right? Do you have a whole bunch of processed foods in your freezer? I want you to begin to make a list of all of the things that you have, kind of like a grocery list, right? All of the things that you normally buy. See what things you can begin to change so that you can begin to raise your frequency when it comes to conscious eating. We have to begin somewhere. You don't have to, you know, go all in. You don't have to go cold turkey because I did not do that. I completely just slowly transitioned over the years. I will suggest you start now because everything is only going to get worse. And if you're someone that you're probably listening to this podcast and you're like, well, Tyler, I'm not experiencing any imbalances. I'm not experiencing the same things that you're experiencing, the same thing that, you know, other people around me are experiencing. And you may not be now, <laughs> right? You may not be now, but you never know what five years is going to look like if you continue to have certain habits. And let's say you don't want to completely drop meat, right? What are your habits surrounding your daily foods? Do you have a high fruit intake? Do you have a high living water intake? Do you have a high spring water intake? Are you consuming things that are super processed on an everyday basis? Or are you coming home and you're cooking you a good meal that has a large salad or leafy greens, these vegetables as your main portion versus the protein, right? That isn't even fiber to begin with. So literally just look at the things that you're doing right now and how you can make them better and set goals to make them better. Those are just the things that I wanna leave you with and that I wanted to speak with you all about in this episode. I didn't touch on the actual majority of the spiritual connection to the foods. I didn't realize that this episode was going to be that long with me just talking about, um, you know, whatever it was that I talked about, I'll have to go back and listen. But um, so the next episode, I'll get a little bit more into the spirituality behind eating foods and, and how it can change you spiritually. Um, so this episode was really just to kind of get you guys aware of the habits and to show you how my habits contributed to the diseases that I was feeling in my body and how, you know, we're going to get a little bit into the conspiracies of how these corporations are not for us. They're all completely against us. And so we have to begin to shift our perspective and begin to feed ourselves and feed our, you know, our families um, on our own and, you know, stop relying on outsourced sources that don't have our well-being at heart. So I hope that this episode was interesting for you all. I appreciate you all for listening to the third episode of 
Awaken Your Conscious Self podcast presented by Conscious Again, I am your host, Tyler. I'm Uranita, and I will catch you all in the next episode.